Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Cast Haven. You can find out more at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles. Welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always is Nathan Gully. And Nate, how's it going? Pretty good, Zach. I'm excited to hear about your uh, experience at the team tournament yeah, this past uh, weekend. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I went with uh, the, the guys that I started playing Magic with, the uh, team, team MTG Basement, as we like to call ourselves. Um, so do you have to have a team name? <laughs> no, no. It was just, uh, that was oh. just our... Uh, uh, you know our name for ourselves. Uh, we didn't. We didn't choose a. Te- we didn't get asked to choose a team name at the very least. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was. It was pretty fun. Paul was playing standard. He was on uh, the blue white gifts deck that we kind of made uh, on the fly. He, you know, out of all yeah. out of all of us, we don't really play standard that often. So we just chose what was like the third best deck after the other two decks got banned and gave him that. <laughs> Harry played yep. uh, modern burn. Uh-huh. Um, which he, you know, he doesn't really play that often, but he knows how to play. You just point it at your opponent's face and keep doing that. Fine. And I played Infect. Legacy Infect. And yes. so how did you do? What did you think? Um, well, I, 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 so we made it to the eighth round before we were completely knocked out. We ended up at, uh, five, three, and one. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we, we ducked out when we, when we finally lost our, our, third game and we're for sure out but um i played six grixis delver decks wow is that a bad matchup it's it, it's pretty bad because that you know they they have the interaction they've got death right shaman so they're generally a little bit ahead of me too um uh-huh. and then you know they have a, an abundance of blockers and they their sideboards just that much better against me they have tons of stuff in their sideboard that they can play against me so what did you want? So you played five, three, and one. So you were. I think I personally... was four and four at the end of the day. Um, or uh-huh. four, four, and and uh, I I want to say four, five. Uh, four and five. I, I think I lost more than I, more than I won. But um, yeah. So my wins my wins were against two of the Grixis Delver decks. Um, one Show and Tell deck that was the first round. Uh, and a yeah. Maverick deck. And then, so, hold on, I'm trying to do the math. So you played against six Grixis Delver decks, two wins, mm-hmm. Maverick and Show and Tell. Yep. So that's six, seven, eight, and you played nine rounds. You only played against one other deck, period? I only played, we only played eight rounds, that's what it was. We stopped at the, oh, okay. uh, before the ninth round, because we knew that we were out, so. You're five, two, and one, five, maybe. Two, five, uh, four, three, and one. Four, three, and one. Four, three, and one, okay. And we okay, got our third, okay. we, we stopped when we got our third, uh, our third loss. Yeah. Um, um. So gee, so so that was it, right? You just played those decks. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It was actually a lot of fun. And and what was funny about uh, about this is like Paul is 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 an uninitiated standard player. Like he's never touched a deck before in his life. And yeah, 
it often came down because he was playing a, a control deck basically, and I you know I was on infect, so the, my games went pretty quickly, um, one way or the other. And Harry yeah. was playing burn, so we often ended up like huddled around Paul at the other side of the table, like helping him you know helping him with his with his plays and whatnot because we were all looking at this deck for the first time. Um, yeah. Which was which was really cool. It's 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 neat to be able to like have those moments with your friends where you're like all figuring out how to how to play the deck, and it's like Paul. Luckily, Paul doesn't his ego isn't so huge that he won't take advice from us. You know, like he's he's realizing at the same time like we know as much about the deck as he does. Um, and and over the over the course of the tournament, he obviously learned the deck a lot better than than what we knew. But you know, occasionally he'd be like, well, what's the play here and whatnot. So it was cool to ha- be on a team. Where uh, you know we all you know there was no clashing no no one was like hey you know yeah. shut up I'm trying to make a play kind of thing so that that was uh that was really a, a good a good experience and like you know uh, there was there was a couple of rounds where like it came down to just like okay if Paul wins this we you know we've got another win and he you know he he came through in the clutch a lot of times which was pretty cool that's that's so interesting you know I um I've, I've never really thought about the team tournaments just because uh you know it seems like a lot of planning and a lot of my you know magic you know if i can like go to a big tournament i have to like plan it way in advance and not everyone's always ready to commit to something when i do you know Uh, but i'm starting to get jealous when i see uh people on this it looks like everyone's having a lot of fun like hanging out with their friends and having those moments where you're like rooting for your buddies yeah that's the other cool thing about the team tournaments is like you know normally you go to a magic tournament you see your friends like I can't tell you, Nate, how many times you and I have you've traveled across the country and we've played a magic tournament together, and I see you maybe for like twenty minutes, and I'm like, okay, well, it was cool seeing you, and then you yeah, fly right. back and you fly back to you know to Utah. Um, this was a situation where like I was with my friends the entire day. Like it was a long day, but like we were there for like nine hours playing magic together, and and you know like and we hung out with like uh, Tim and uh, and Dustin and and Higby. Uh, a little bit too but like you know i was around my the the people that i wanted to be around the entire day and then like you know occasionally you'd bump bump into other people which was kind of neat so it's interesting what do you think about i was i was going to ask this question because a couple of times or sometimes you hear people talk about these tournaments like well you know the legacy portion take with a grain of salt is going to be whatever deck you know these people can come up with and so my original question was going to be like, how do you feel about this as like an actual representation of a good legacy tournament that is a challenging tournament against top tier decks? But it almost seems uh, redundant to say that when you say you played against the top deck in the format, you know, by numbers at least six times. Yeah. Um, well, so so there was that, but I feel like actually it skews in favor of the standard player being the weakest of all the players. Based off of like, not a lot of people are playing standard, or not, you know, not as much. There's more people playing modern out there than probably any other format. And then yeah, we'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, then you know, legacy is like people who are ingrained into the format. So you've got you've got to figure out who your legacy player is, right? To to do this team tournament, right? Yeah. You can't right. just like, eh, we'll just throw like you know twenty mountains into a deck and see what happens, kind of thing. You you know you need to you need to know that you've got somebody who who is that anchor spot for legacy and then you do what we did for for standard and you're like well two hundred dollars i'll just have one of my friends play standard you know Mm -hmm. and that seems like kind of what happened a lot and and you know paul stole a few games off of people that were that were you know a little bit better than him and knew and knew the format a little bit more than him but he you know he was able to just outplay them with with a deck that they kind of 
didn't see as still being a deck, which we had to our advantage as well. I think a lot of people shied away from uh, from that deck for this tournament and tried to play. Uh, there was like a Grixis Energy deck that had just popped up and a couple other lists. So we, we ended up playing sort of a Dark Horse deck that people weren't ready for as well, which helped. God Pharaoh's Gift, I see it at 9%, though this is on MTG Top 8, none of this counts. Yeah. It must count pre-band tournaments. Yeah, it, it um, might, but the, th the thing with that deck is that uh, the, the version that we were playing was not the Esper version, it was just the, the um, white and blue version. So I feel yeah. like, uh, you know, he had he had some stuff in there, slightly, you know, like more removal and stuff that like people just didn't expect anymore. Yeah. Um. Well, it's interesting too because there was like a banning in standard like a week before the tournament, yeah. right? Oh, so, yeah. Like, I mean, people were pretty, were probably scrambling. So you know, and Philadelphia, you're gonna get like an established legacy team anchor. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not gonna be like if it was. I mean, I don't know what cities they would actually run this team tournament where you couldn't get a uh, a strong legacy. Um, I didn't. I didn't feel that Dallas had like. Well, one of the things I always do at these Star City events is check the uh, attendance on the classics, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the classics on Sunday. And the legacy one, I th I think it was over 160. I'm looking at MTG Top 8 because that's where I had the list, and uh, it says 150. I don't, I don't, I thought it was more than that when I checked, and I saw that standard was less than legacy by like four people maybe, or like ten people. Like it was like a handful of people less. But then modern, the modern classic had like 320 people. Like that's wow. a crazy. That's like another open. <laughs> the yeah, open I mean, had three hundred and something teams. Well, yeah, so like, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, th I think the open was 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 like three fifty or something like that in t in terms of teams. Yeah. So I mean, modern is really their bread and butter right now. Um, which is I actually think that's good for legacy in a way. Like it just attracts a more established player. Yeah. Um, and there are plenty. There are plenty of like credible crossover decks between legacy and modern. Like whether it's like your Death and Taxes style decks or Eldrazi or Merfolk um, is a good one. Yeah. yeah, no one did Team All Merfolk unless you saw someone there. Did anyone do Team Merfolk all uh, formats? Man, I, you know, I, I, we talked about that because you know, so we're gonna go to the Baltimore one. We had so much fun. We're gonna do the Baltimore team event uh, in yeah. May, I think. And uh -huh. and we talked about that. We're like, what if we just all do Merfolk? But there's so much crossover uh, in in the modern and legacy merfolk lists that we were like oh, i don't want to go get all those cards just to play just to like <laughs> just to like have a joke happen you know so uh we're yeah you know but yeah, no i didn't see anybody do all the same deck all the way through because you could do burn right all the way all the way across you could do red deck wins right well, maybe um, i don't know if you could do that at standard anymore <laughs> yeah yeah there there were still there were still red deck wins out there um there were still people people making red deck wins work um yeah but you know uh i yeah, it's tough. Uh, I I don't think you can you can three deck all the way across the format at this point. No. No. Well, I was just wondering because it would be funny. But yeah. So anyway, well, I'm glad. I think that's. I think it's cool. Like it's, it's a good way to get to play some legacy, right? In a sort of you know real legacy tournament. Yeah, and and you know like you know, one of the things that stops me from going to to bigger Magic events is like you know social life. You want to hang out with your friends. Yeah. You want to see you know you. you my my wife doesn't play magic, but like you know, you wanna you wanna see your significant other, your friends. You know, you wanna have a weekend hangout, and magic does get in the way of that. And this was like a really great weekend hangout for for me and my friends. You know, we afterwards like my you know my friend Harry lives down there, so we went back to his place, 
And, you know, I don't normally play EDH, but we played EDH all night and woke up the next day and went and played more Magic. So, you know, that, that was a fun event. Um, before we uh, move on, I think, why don't we just do a quick catch-up on what's going on in the Legacy metagame? Because there was, that, there was, you know, those two tournaments this past weekend, and there were two other ones of note, I think. Um, so you mentioned that you played against Six Grixis Delver decks in the team tournament, right? Yep. There were three in the top eight of the team tournament. And then in the Star City Classic... There were two, or no, sorry, three more in the top eight, including a Grixis Delver, Mirror in the finals, and Grixis Delver in fourth place. So actually there were three in the top four. Jeez. So it must just be a popular deck among the Star City Northeast sort of uh, group, it seems. I, I think that's, I think this representation is is over the top. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to get rid of Darth, uh, Deathrite Shaman before the pro tour but i think if they see this same sort of saturation after the pro tour we could see we could see them doing something about this deck uh, i feel like right now that look i think legacy is probably fine i just think that this deck squishes some stuff out of the metagame that could that could be fun uh that just you can't compete with this deck uh uh with with stuff like you know rug delver comes close but like it's really hard um you know, obviously, I'm a rug it's, delver, uh, uh, pro rug delver person. Um, but you know, uh, de- decks that are like creature oriented uh, ha- have a little bit of trouble against this this deck. Even your combo decks are. This deck doesn't have any weak spots. Is the real problem? Well, the weak spots it does have are not the kind of things that are easy to take advantage of. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, but like Nick Fit probably crushes this deck, but you know you also have to play against. There's two Miracles decks in the top eight. Yeah, yeah, and you got to compete with. You got to like you know fight against yourself. Like so, like I think that's just the issue. The, if there to the extent there is an issue, it's just that um, it's just super efficient. Like it, it's the highest level of efficiency with everything right now. You know. Yeah. There's not. It's not like fancy, and it's just an upgrade over. I mean, Rug Delver before Deathrite Chan was printed, I want to say, and people started moving into that area, um, was sort of the same way. It was like, it was so efficient, and you could get frustrated playing against it, but you could also find ways to beat it, um, which is, you know, how I feel. Like, well, I shouldn't say, Grixis Delver especially, I don't think it's doing itself any favors um, by just being so sort of over-the-top dominant. But uh, I don't think it's something that's, Super oppressive, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's out there. I, I groan every time I see a Deathrite Shaman hit the board because I'm just like, uh, <laughs> you're boring. You know, like, we've seen we've seen enough Deathrite Shamans to be like, yeah, we know how this game plays. Uh, and it doesn't yeah. it just doesn't feel fun anymore. Um, which is, you know, that's the sort of thing that stops people from playing a game is like after a while, you just kind of get bored of seeing the same thing happen over and over and over again. Um, yeah. That's why I switched to Infect because I was like, oh, I'll play Infect over over Rug Delver, get you know, shake it up a little bit, um, and and it helps also because then people don't you know people that know me don't know what to expect when I when I uh, sit down they they don't know if I'm gonna play Show and Tell or if I'm gonna play uh, Infect or, or Rug, so you know th- there's something to be said for for a little variety personally speaking. Yep. 
there were two miracles decks in the top eight of the team tournament too so that is pretty nice like they do get buoyed a little bit i suppose by the team event where they don't have to be like as perfect but yeah um looks like i want to say they're almost the exact same um luke strassler and joe brennan um well, close joe, to see it's got this joe brennan is uh is a a a fan a friend of the show oh good yeah yeah he's a he's a <laughs> long island city uh city uh vintage player oh i didn't know that well shout out to joe yeah who likes the show <laughs> Uh, no, there's, there's a couple differences. Like, this Strassler has, like, a split with the Treat the Angels Supreme Verdict, and Joe doesn't have Supreme Verdict. But they have this this particular set of all their... This, these are the threats. Three Snapcaster Mage, mm-hmm. two Counterbalance, three Jace, two Search for Azkanta. Like, they have that exact same... They both have that exact same uh, configuration of non-instants and sorceries, of permanence, I should say. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting. Also, um, Ruination, that's just a rude magic card. Yeah, Ruination is, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Ruination last night at the store. It's pretty I'll great. tell you, I, I want to talk about what we did last night, because last night was really funny, um, but I want to, you know, do some actual work first. Talk <laughs> about the actual format, and not just our Paragon City meta. Um, the, in, at Channel Fireball, they had a 4K, Legacy 4K, 110 players. It was won by Bug Delver, Hans Jacob Gottick, who is the guy who won the Eternal Championship as well, with the same deck. So he's just running it back and still winning tournaments. That's pretty ridiculous. Good for him. I, I, he's doing it with he's doing it with three ponder, which makes my eye twitch every time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got twenty lands, thirteen creatures. Two Liliana of the Last Hope and a Sylvan Library. He has 24 instants and sorceries in his Delver deck. Whatever uh, you can get away with it, me. you can get away with it when you ha- when you have uh, you know brainstorm brainstorm and three ponders. Three ponder. <laughs> I mean, come uh, on. you know the but Sylvan Library helps. Um, you know the the value you get out of Liliana of the Last Hope is is pretty ridiculous. Every time I've played against Liliana of the Last Hope, I've been like, oh my god, this card's so good. Well, especially crushing against Infect. Yeah. Zach. Well, specific, <laughs> specifically good against Infect uh, until Ink Moth Nexus comes into play. So yeah. I don't feel like this card's like unfair. You know, it's just like it's a really good Magic card, and I, I appreciate a deck that runs it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, three ponder, two first place tournaments. Good. Good for him. I mean, yeah. I, I, it sounds like I'm picking. It sounds like I'm. I'm I just. I just think it's funny. Like, it seems like if, I feel like if I did that. I would, you know, people would be like, what are you doing with this third, with the three pointer? I'm like, well, you know, I want to get my, that 20th land in there. <laughs> Lee would start a uh, letter writing campaign, I feel like. <laughs> this other guy, the other Bug Delver player, the top eight of the Channel Fireball 4K, has 19 lands and four ponders. Everything else is pretty much the same. Except he has, um, I'm sorry, not everything else is the same, as he does not have Tombstalker. He has two Leovolds and one True Name and two Tarmogoyfs instead of three Tarmogoyfs and two Tombstalkers. I think the reason to play this build is to play Tombstalker, so I would play Tombstalker. But, you know, it plays good for him. Uh, there was a Junk deck in the top 16 and a Maverick deck as well. So shout out to everyone fighting the non-blue battle. This Maverick deck, actually, before I say that, it does have a Leovold. So the new uh. deck in Maverick is playing a Tropical <laughs> Island and a Leovold. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, it's super good. Like, you Zenith for it, it shuts down their deck. Yeah. Um, sometimes, and you have, like, he's got four death rights and a Birds of Paradise. He doesn't have a noble hierarch, but yeah, you can, you can, you can actually produce blue fairly easily. Um, so that was a Channel Fireball 4K. I'd like to get out to one of those. It's a short flight, and it's a nice sized tournament uh, to get to for us people on the, uh, or I should say, like, you know, west of uh the mississippi but it might even be like just west of like cincinnati at this point to try and get a big tournament um and then the magic online legacy challenge two dark depths in the top eight one land still this is blue black land still oh four four fatal push four innocent blood one toxic deluge so don't don't play creatures Two, hold on. This deck has two edicts, four fatal push, four innocent blood, and a toxic deluge. I mean, that's that's uh, it's a lot that's of hate committing to the crap. Yeah. Yeah. Four fluster storm on the sideboard. So that that means the sideboard's four fluster storm, two thoughtsees, two collective brutality, four lay out of the void. Like that's just it's like whatever. People are playing these creature decks online. He's not wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's a lot. We'll give that a shot. That sounds fun. Um. It's like playing Pox, but with Standstill. Yeah. Blue Black Reanimator. Have you played Magic Online much recently? Um, not in the last like week or two. Uh, did I? You know, I I played a few uh, matches with uh, Infect and uh, lo- you know, lost to some weird stuff. So I stopped playing for for a minute so that I could uh, refocus and just play yeah. something normal. I've been playing against Blue Black Reanimator a lot. Like, I see an island. And a ponder, and then like the next thing they do is like entomb or thoughtsies themselves, which is interesting. I mean, considering how the red one had sort of taken over, you know. Um, but I don't know if I was wondering if you had seen it. it. Seems like a popular choice online right now. I don't know if there's something about the online meta specifically that makes it better to have the counter spells instead of the raw power. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of storm online. I don't know that that helps helps it any more than anything else. I- Honestly, like, isn't uh, that that angel as good against Storm as anything else? Yeah, Iona. Uh, yeah. Not not Iona. Well, the um, uh, what's it called the the uh, tax angel that they play. Oh, the tax angel. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. No, I saw the tax angel in the blue deck. Oh, maybe that was the red deck. I don't. know. I play against the Reanimator a lot. Yeah. I I built a deck to play. I was I built like Esper Mentor to play online. And I forgot to put a tropical island in it, and then I played against in order reanimator dredge dredge. Oh god! <laughs> uh, I did manage to go two and one in those matchups through a lot of luck and a lot of uh, my opponent playing around my deathrite shaman and fetch land without uh, <laughs> without knowing I didn't have a, without knowing I didn't have a tropical island. But uh, yeah, um, uh, I still see a lot of these four color control decks. Online, there are three in the eight to sixteen realm, like, like a check pile or the check pile deck. Yeah, 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 four color, but not not a lot of it in paper. Doesn't seem didn't it's completely unrepresented. I think in the other, I I expected tournament. to see some sort of check pile this weekend, but literally it was all just Delver. I wonder if you just play the Delver deck, like if you've got all the same cards, it's a little bit easier on your brain, like. The four color deck, there's a lot of stuff that you're committing to. Yeah. You know, like every fetch land is sort of 
crucial, you know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's the legacy meta. That's coast to coast and in the realm of the internet. So seems like I mean, I think things are okay. I, I mean, the Grixis Delver oversaturation at the Star Cities just means like you know you're you're incented to show up to a Star City with a deck that can beat Delver. Yeah, which may open up some other things down the road. It'd be interesting to see how that continues. We've got, um, I know you wanted to talk about some upcoming events and let me call up this list that we got earlier from a friend. Um, okay. So there's star city Worcester. That's, that's March 3rd and 4th. That's a legacy open. Then there's a Cincinnati team trios, grand prix, Seattle, uh, and then Atlanta and Baltimore are back-to-back trios. And then there's a Grand Prix in Birmingham, England, where that's a legacy Grand Prix, and then a Toronto trio. So we've got some pretty big legacy tournaments coming up. Yeah, yeah, and the tri- you know the trios help kind of create legacy tournaments that probably wouldn't have existed otherwise, too, which is kind of nice. Right, because there's one Grand Prix... That is a Team Trios Grand Prix. This is Grand Prix Toronto, 5.18 to 20. Um, but all the other ones are Star City Trios, which means they're going to come with that classic tacked on, which I think is nice Yeah. for Legacy. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the other cool thing about, about the um, Star City events is I, I think that Magic, like, the, you know, Wizards is actually pushing these, these events as well because the, uh, you know, the 25th anniversary, I think they're just trying to, like, get everybody to to find their friends and hang out with their friends again kind of thing, you know, like create yeah. that. I mean, that, that's the way it feels for me, at least, you know, create that like, hey, you know, the magic of this game uh, when we started kind of thing, you know, no, no pun intended there, but, you know, like <laughs> that, put it, you know, putting that sort of uh, feeling out there into the, into the, uh, into the public, I, I feel like it's a really good call. But one thing that you mentioned that I thought was interesting was that like sometimes these tournaments can be a little alienating, you know, you know, you show up, you're by yourself, or you're like, if you, if you can't find your friends, or they're in a game, or they're busy, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of by yourself, you know, hanging out. And the team tournaments, you know, they they do let you just kind of like you're hanging out, right? You've got your friends there. You're all you have the same goal, like with a couple people, which I think is really cool. Um, you get that sort of shared uh, excitement for you know win for wins and stuff. So i don't know if that's why they're doing it if they're just trying to like make the experience a little bit more collegial it's so a say. lot better of experience like i i i we played a lot more magic than i think we would have otherwise um because you know uh it was you know i lost more than i won but like my friends won more than they lost so we were able to like kind of stay you know like stay in the same realm with each other, you know, for for a little bit longer, and we ended up going and going to eight rounds, when you know normally we would have been like, oh, okay, well, you know, one of us scrubbed out, and then that person loses, and then, and then your friends are like, well, yeah, you know, maybe I don't want to stay here for the next three or four hours. Well, I, you know, like what keeping my friends from doing things, you know, like we could hang out together, or whatever, you know, we a, a few times Harry was like, let's just drop and go do something else, and I was like. No, like we can, we're all hanging out together. Let's just keep playing, you know. Like, so I feel like, uh, you know, it, it lets people play the game longer. Um, you know, there's there's still the standard number of like I'm dropping in round in round two after I go o two, but you know, yeah. I feel like uh, for your for your money that that's a that's a good time. Yeah, that's good. Um, 
So cool. Uh, anything you wanted to else talk for the weekend or anything about the meta um, that you wanted to add? Well, I know for the next for the next tournament uh, in in you know what Mar- May the Baltimore yeah. tournament. I know I'm not going to be playing Legacy. Um, oh really? You yeah. Switch it up. Yep. We're gonna have Paul play Merfolk. Uh, Harry wants to play Paul's Paul's gift deck in standard, and I think I'm gonna try uh, maybe Affinity or something in, in Legacy. Try try getting in, under in modern. You mean? Yeah, yeah, in modern. Affinity. Sorry, yeah, not in Legacy. Jesus. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah, I didn't, gonna... I didn't know. Uh, um, I thought you were gonna say you're gonna play your control deck, your modern control deck. No, no gifts. No, I wasn't gonna uh, a gift in every format. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I thought about it, um, but right now I think I, I want to try try uh, uh, Affinity and see if I can just get under. I, I played in an event uh, the next day, and I played just Tron after Tron after Tron, and I feel like Affinity has legs against against Tron if, if that's what's going on. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you, so you played Control, you played against Tron, which has got to be just a nightmare. Yeah, it was and pretty terrible. Over and over. Yeah, so just, I would just play a deck with Blood Moon. Oh, uh, I mean, we have to didn't mention. Even matter. I played Blood Moon against both those decks, and they just got rid of it and kept going. <laughs> uh, that we should mention the Star City Con, the SCG Con yes, that was announced. Yes, we definitely. Should That's going to have like a gigantic, like an old-fashioned duel for duels legacy tournament, which I think is great. Like the only the best the best finish I ever had in the legacy tournament, I won ten duels, and that feels great yeah, for some reason, even more so than like other wins where I've like walked out like a. You know, a cut like some money, but like you got those ten duels, like that's that feels great. So that's that's going to be pretty cool. They're also going to have vintage and popper, and no band list modern. No band list modern. I okay. I'm really looking forward to this as a format. You know, we talked about the eternal format where like uh, yeah. you have you can only play master sets and stuff. Um, yeah. I really like the idea of a no band list modern tournament. Just you know, just one. You know, but like. This is this is interesting for a lot of reasons. Uh, chief among them, like a weird financial spike in like band cards that are going to happen. You know, <laughs> yeah. like people are going to be looking for Dragonstorms, and you know, like not not the Dragonstorms banned, but like they're going to have to find like you know ten mana cards that they can pitch to Burning Shawl. Yeah, what would you play in No Bandless Modern? I think I would err on the side of my opponents screwing up. And trying to play um, either Storm or uh, what's it called uh, the uh, Infect deck, right? And I yeah, would the... play just a, a slightly better version of Splinter Twin. Splinter Twin. Now you can play Splinter Twin in this format with Mental Pond- Misstep. Yeah, Ponder, Ponder Mental Misstep. Yeah. Jace the Mind Sculptor. Uh, and let's see, what else? I mean, those might just be the big ones. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, those are those are all fine. I think that those are the and cards. And Splinter Twin. You know, I guess Splinter Twin. Yeah, Splinter is Twin also is also banned, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I think I would just play Splinter Twin, try and be the more consistent deck, um, and see if you know, like, that's good enough to to get me there. Um, but you know, I, I think that what people, you know, like if if I had to choose like the most broken deck, I think I might try Storm because Seething Song's in and Rite of Flame, like you can. Do some pretty degenerate stuff on turn one. I I feel like what like you can go right a flame into a ritual into seething song, and you know what cast a cast like manamorphose or something. That's four cards. A lands five. Kazareth's undying fury. What's that? 
the get up to six, go to Hazaret's Undying Fury. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know that you can win on turn one with Storm, but man, you would have a pretty brutal turn two. I mean, you could win on turn one with Storm. You would need a way to draw a bunch of cards. Like one of those, like you can play these cards this turn, red cards. Or or uh And then like one of them has to be passed in flames and you get your rituals back and then Ideas Ideas Unbound, man. You flash Yeah. Yeah. Well <laughs> I, I was thinking like I would play Dark Depths, I think. Yeah, that's another I think good choice. Because there's still this doesn't unban Wasteland. So <laughs> yes. uh you know, you just you got your turn two wins, plus you can play mental mis like you play like a blue black depth deck with mental misstep. Um, and the uh, mental misstep for like Skull Clamp because people are gonna play Skull Clamp. Um, Skull Clamp. Is, here's the thing. I was thinking, could, could you? Is there a deck you could play in in No Bandless Modern and Vintage? <laughs> uh, Ravager Shops, <laughs> like, probably. Like what's well? Actually, I mean, could you like make a show of it? That's the point, right? Like. Could you imagine playing your no ban list modern deck in vintage? Like some of that stuff is pretty busted. Like um, Skull Clamp, you know, is a legal card in both formats. Mental Misstep is a legal card in both formats. Um, so like it, you can't really. There's no crossover. There's not a lot of crossover with Legacy. You know, and not, not as much meaningful crossover, I should say, with Legacy. Yeah. Like Elves, I guess, would be something you could play in Legacy and no ban list modern, but. I don't know. I, I'm inter I'm interested in seeing how that goes. Oh, you can play Gush in. Uh, oh no, that's uh, I'm thinking Popper. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was like, you can play you the same deck play Popper. Gush. In, in modern, well, yeah, whatever. There's ban restricted. Yeah, but I don't know. That'll be a cool event for for a turtle. They'll get a lot of dual lands into circulation. Yeah. Hopefully, right. And it'll just it just there's just so much to talk about in, in those in those couple of tournaments. You know, like. Uh, Seeing seeing like a, a different format is just awesome to watch and see what people brew too. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder like, you know, the artifact lands and stuff. Like, I mean, there are so many there are so many super busted cards that are banned in modern, like that should really actually be banned. Um, and for every Stoneforge Mystic, there's like a Blazing Shoal or whatever. You know? Yeah, not the you know, like and, but uh, uh, what uh, the What's the Eureka? Hypergenesis, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. like, somehow ramp into Hypergenesis and put, like, Emrakul and, you know, like, uh, Ulamog into play and go. Well, if they Hypergenesis and you have Dark Depths and Vampire Hex Mage in yeah. your hand, yes. <laughs> yeah, you could do both. Um, but anyway, so that's a big tournament coming up. So... Uh, that'll be that'll be fun to watch. It's, it's a lot of support for all the Eternal Forms. They're not they're not even playing standard, like which is great. You know, Popper will get some run, and people people have been playing a lot more Popper here in Utah. There've been a couple stores I've picked up week I've picked up weeklies. I've never played it or tried it, but maybe I'll think of something. I feel like I can play Popper or EDH, and Popper might be <laughs> like a little easier to just buy another deck as opposed to EDH, where it's like you know got to have like extra stuff. But yeah, I, I want to talk about. Sorry. No, no. Go, I was just gonna say I don't know much about either format, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, last night and here. This is at our weekly, and it was a it was a fun it was a fun night. Um. So a friend of mine who is also named Zach. So don't get jealous, but Zach. <laughs> no. He, he asked if I could, if he could borrow 
yes, in our like group, does anyone have an LED dredge deck that I could borrow? And I do, except I don't have the lands. Like I, I have all the cards, but like it was one of those things where I was like, I got LEDs and I was like, I'm going to get all the dredge cards um, just because it's, it's another deck I have if I just feel like um, having another deck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I placed my order online, except that all the, like, so all the cards, like all the like, you know, stinkweed imp stuff, mm-hmm. that all came in one package, like stinkweed imp and dread return, all that stuff came in one package. And then for some reason, like it was going to be like, Someone was going to ship me a City of Brass. Someone was going to ship me a Mana Confluence. Oh, Someone yeah, was sending me like a City of Brass and a mismatched City of Brass and a uh, and a uh, like Cephalid Coliseum. So I'll get the lands. I'll get the lands some other time. So I told them like, oh, I can't. This was last week. I said I can't do it this week, but I will definitely do it next week. So smash cut to next week, and of course I forgot to order the lands again. Oh god. <laughs> so we put up the bat signal, and we managed to get people to like give us like a couple gemstone mines, and the store had a couple things. Um, and we, and I, and I just like grab, so I've got all these cards, they're not in sleeves and I'm just like eating dinner with my kids and sleeving up this other deck. <laughs> it's like my deck's done. I've been playing, I have this natural order deck that I'm going to play. Um, so I'm sleeving up this other deck and like, you know, just trying to like, Oh, what if he wants this? I've got like blood gas. So like, okay, well maybe he'll want this. And I'm just putting stuff in this big box. Just get this deck box. I shove all the cards in it. I write dredge on the top of it, <laughs> like a Sharpie, <laughs> just like. You know, please don't find this. Like, you know, whatever. Um, we take it to the we take it to the, I take it to the store. We get our extra lands. We put the whole thing together. Um, I had brought like ninety cards, <laughs> of course, because oh I was gosh. like, well, what if he wants black blood gas package? What if he wants nature's claim? Like, I don't know. Um, so we put it together. We're putting it together. We're gold fishing it. Okay, this seems good. Round gets announced. We're playing against each other. <laughs> so I. Like I own like his like it's like I know his exact seventy five like by heart. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, for like, like yeah, yeah. We were joking like, what if you got that thing that was like gain control of all permanents you own? Like, oh yeah, that'd be I great. even lent him zombie tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Those are also my zombie but, tokens. So like yeah, so we're playing. I'm playing Natural Order Bug. That's this is deck, deck I've just been kind of playing with. Um, the past couple of weeks, the first week I played, uh, the first week I played, I only made it two rounds. I played the first round against mono black. Now, if anyone knows what's in like a mono black mid range deck, it's me, right? Yeah. Like that was the first deck I played in legacy. Well, I'm a super smart guy and I, I probe the guy. He has like double dark confidant, swamp wasteland, uh, Liliana. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you think you're fooling people. You're not fooling me. I know exactly what's going on here. Ha ha. Smash cut to like two turns later, I green sun zenith for veteran explorer. <laughs> he hits it with a fatal push, gets two swamps, untaps, and casts Phyrexian Obliterator. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. Yeah, good job. Good job by me, right? Yeah, I'll just I'll just casually deal ten damage to that with my progenitus. <laughs> <laughs> um and so I lost because I made that mistake, and then the second game he just had like infinite edict effects. Then in the second round of last week, I played against Tezzeret. He had so he had a snaring bridge mainboard. Again, super smart me. Uh, I I was like, mm, should I play abrupt decay or fatal push? Well, I'll probably play against death rites. So I'll play fatal push. I'll put something. In, I'll put something to kill an artifact in my sideboard. What's good for that? How about Trigon Predator? Well, guess what's the worst possible card against snaring bridge? Oh <laughs> and no. no cards so I did get to kill his Tezzeret with the Dragon Lord Atarka. 
Um, but it could not attack, so I just quit after that. Yeah, I just wanted to do it. Sounds like the end of the day. <laughs> so now this week, so now that's my. Then I got the buy, so I just went home. So now it's this week, and I'm now I've built this dredge deck for this for this person, and I've only I have uh, two surgical extraction and one sentinel totem in my deck, or okay. my sideboard, and I have like death right, so I'm like not you know completely dead, but it was funny. We were laughing like you know I don't remember if it was two zero or two one. I did win the round. I think I got like a turn three like on the play progenitus in game one. Which was just able to was just like just enough to go the distance before he could sort of assemble his house of horrors, and then in game two he like got stuck on land and couldn't like dredge correctly. Okay. So, um, so it wasn't it wasn't it was kind of anticlimactic, but it was funny. So then round two rolls around and I played against Eldrazi. That was pretty fast. Like you know Eldrazi projected this is pretty good against Eldrazi, um, and uh, but he played the dredge mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. So I was like done pretty fast. Like I was just like I got a couple of quick natural orders and that was able to like, you know, win my Eldrazi match, right? So I walk over to see, oh, how is Zach doing? Oh, he's played the Dredge Mirror. <laughs> oh god. That sounds like so, the worst. Well it was funny, like, you know, um the other guy had Tireless Tribe, which is a card I need for my dredge box just because it's sweet. Um and I think the other guy won, but like it was just like so it's funny, like you know, we've got Dredge Mirror, and then I look over the next table over from them, and it's the guys are playing, um, like Eldrazi, like that Eldrazi, um, that big Eldrazi deck with the Basalt Monoliths and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Against um, Steel Stompy, which is like a deck with Ancient Tomb. It's like it's like basically Ravager Shops, but in Legacy. So like. On one on one table, there's like a dredge mirror. On the other table, there's this artifact mirror, where there are like basalt monoliths and like beta basalt monoliths on the battlefield. Like, <laughs> it was so cool. It was just like the perfect like legacy moment. And I just like finished playing like natural order, like a blue natural order deck, and like basically we had like no Delver decks there last night. Like yeah. maybe there was one or two out of twenty, but uh, it was a lot of creativity. So, um, and then I played against Checkpile in round three and lost in game. And lost in turns because um, we were tied 1-1, and I drew my Dragonlord Atarka, uh, and he had a death right, and I was at 5. And it was like one of those situations where I then, like, so I had like a Coiling Oracle in play. Um, I drew a Dragonlord Atarka. I was like, oh man, that sucks. I really needed, I need, I really needed to, zenith, to get this, you know? I had like all my lands. I could actually Zenith for Dragonlord Atarka. Oh, wow. <laughs> um. But I did rip the Zenith or rip the natural order and put Progenitus in play, but he had just enough like I was just low enough that he was able to death right me out. But it was really close and kind of funny that that happened like that. Um, I missed a line where I was supposed to like Cabal Therapy myself and name Progenitus in game one. Um, and if I had done that, I would have won because I like had two natural orders in hand and like a bunch of creatures. So I could have like gotten the Progenitus, but it was stuck in my hand. <laughs> um so it was. I think it was closer. Like I was, I was actually pretty pleasantly surprised by how like the match went. But and uh, then in round four, I played against Bomberman. <laughs> wow, you so, definitely played a lot of weird stuff that day. Uh, that day. I know. We just had. It was just. It was such an interesting room last night. And I just, you know, it really does. I, you know, I, I hear you say like, oh, you know, I played against six Grixis decks, and I like, I feel bad. I hope that people on the local level. 
get to see like that you can do so many fun and interesting things in legacy still and like have a lot of fun but um i know the star city tournaments bring out the top decks and people want to play the best decks for the most money so yeah. i understand why but there's still there's still a lot of like room to have fun and you know i don't know well i'm gonna try death shadow tomorrow night oh yeah yeah so someone was I'm playing that in our... weird <laughs> yeah someone was playing that last night too <laughs> It's kind of like Grixis Delver. Oh yeah, you do well, play Delver. I always say like if Deathrite, <laughs> if Deathrite Shaman gets banned, I bet that would we would see Death Shadow in Legacy just because of the just because it's a one mana you know eight eight. Um, Swords of Plowshares is a bummer, but like you could you know it's a bummer against a lot of cards. So I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's good. I've seen this guy playing it for a couple weeks now. You know he wins matches. Now it should be noted that his meta does include like <laughs> Bomberman and Natural Order yeah, and yeah. All, whatever, whatever junk that I play. But, well, my, you know. my meta is a lot of uh, sneak and show decks and uh, a couple of Death Blades and a Big Red. So I, I think I'm gonna just play like main deck Smash Smithereens and see how <laughs> that works out. I'm just gonna like make it a Grixis uh, Death Shadow deck and then play like. Two main deck smash the smithereens and just like watches people are like, well, I put this on one and I'm just like, cool, thanks for the fodder. Yeah. One day I'll, uh, I guess you could play Coligon's command too. By the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could play Coligon's command. Play Coligon's I'll just command. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, what was I gonna say? I forget now. I had, I had a point about uh, Death Shadow. Oh, that I wish you could play it with um, that scavenge guy. But I've tried it a few times with like Green Sun Zenith for the Scavenge Guy and like Bitter Blossom, and you put 13 counters on a Fairy Rogue. It, it doesn't really work. <laughs> no, gee, oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never works. Well, I uh, I'm amped now, and now I want to go back to the store, but I've got like the most possible time until then. So I'll keep going with this Natural Order deck. In fact, I'm going to send you the list so you can post it in the show notes if anyone's awesome. interested. You get to play Coiling Oracle. You get to play. Smuggler's Copter. I now just play Smuggler's Copter in any deck where I have Dryad Arbor. Just because it's so <laughs> ridiculous to uh, fetch your fetch it and crew and then start ripping through your deck. But, yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's, that's cool. yep. probably it for this week, right? That's it for us. Yep. We'll see you next week. Alright, I'll see you next week. Where does he get those wonderful toys?